Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third annual People's Draft, the draft by the people, for the people. I'm Jeff Reimbold. This is Jeff Reimbold's show. I've got Michael McQuaid from Pro Football Ireland and the guru of draft, Nick Guru, Ali Hodgkinson from Pro Football News. Ali, you're looking, you're looking special today, man. Is that a tuxedo you got on? <laughs> Not quite. We're almost. We're almost at tuxedo season. It's uh, well. It's the people's draft, Jeff. We've got to make an effort. It's the the season finale of us working together to discuss the draft. We've got to got to come in and make an effort, right? You look good, man. You look good. And Michael is uh, Michael's a little, you know, Michael's a little under the weather today because Man U's getting struggling with Brighton. <laughs> but hey, that's another football. We'll talk about that another day. Really, Jeff? Really? Is is that all you had to say to me right now? And. Um, I'm obviously, you know, fortunate to be here. Happy to be here, lads. Obviously, all it's been great, and I think we'll say this at the end as well. But it's been great to hear all these thoughts over the last few weeks and months, and been up to the draft. And Jeff, um, Ollie has seen every pick. Uh, you have not, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see some reactions, some interesting picks. But more so, Jeff, if it, the thing that got me, and I'll shut up in a second, was. Just the way that uh, so many people that have interacted maybe beforehand or for the first time were just so happy to to do this. So I think that speaks volumes as to, you know, first off, what, what great fun this People's Draft is. And it's also great crack as well. And I will finally say, if anybody wants to interact, search the People's Draft, Jeff Reinbold, or Pro Football Ireland on YouTube, you can get some comments in. Because there are already comments, literally. Uh, there's a guy called Jared watching and Fred Flunk's watching, Seth Evening. So, yes, there we go. Awesome to have you with us. I know we'll have thousands of people with us around the world today. Uh, if you call in, right in, however you get in, make sure you tell us where you're trying to get us from so that for we can give a little shout out to the international nature of this show. This started as an idea three years ago. Michael and I were just toying around with what we could do with the draft to make the draft kind of fun. Uh, we, we call it the people's draft because it really is the people's draft. Uh, we open it up and uh, whether it's a fan club, whether it's an individual person or whatever, they want to make the pick for their team based upon the draft order of the day, right? We can't forecast trades. We don't allow trades. So everybody understands how this goes. Uh, we're really fortunate today to have a four-time Super Bowl winning champion, Hall of Fame, San Francisco 49er Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest to ever play the position uh, with us today to open a draft. So, Michael, let's get the draft started. Hello, I'm Jesse Sapolu, four-time Super Bowl champion, San Francisco 49ers. It is my honor to announce the 2023 People's Draft officially open. Jeff, how did you pull that one off? Jesse's a good guy. Jesse's a friend of mine. He's actually in Florida right now. There, he, uh, the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame has an all-star game. It's become one of the better all-star games, high school all-star games in the country, college co college coaches. And, again, guys like Ali, who really, really have the pulse of college football, know that they, they attract the top talent from around the country. The players come to Honolulu, spend a week, go to the uh, Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, don't have to be a Polynesian kid to play in it, but uh, certainly it's it's a showcase for the great Polynesian high school talent that's around the country. They're at IMG in Florida right now 
at uh, tryout camps that they're having because, again, they throw a net all the way across the United States and around the world actually looking for the best high school talent. Those guys will come to Honolulu in January, and it's going to be a great weekend of, you know, fun football. And, you know, for those kids, what an incredible, uh, you know, experience. Being coached by guys like Mike March, Dick Vermeil, you know, it's just a – it's it's really 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 a special thing. Uh, Rex Ryan has come been over and been one of the coaches. It's a star-studded event, and then the kids will have an opportunity to go to the Polynesian Hall of Fame as a new class is inducted into the Polynesian Hall of Fame. So that's always a highlight, you know, to have a chance to see a guy like Troy Palomalo go into the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is in the Hall of Fame. It's a it's a really 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 wonderful event for all those young kids absolutely uh, let's let's get to it and jeff had said about there's there's, there's no trades there's not because i wouldn't have any hair follicles left that was the case i'm not blessed like these two guys up here can we very quickly just you know we, we are going to get started ollie this is a great suit i have to say this is a like this is some attire tonight thank you very much the living of the piece without the entire nature I, I gotta ask you, when are we going to get that picture as your new as your new profile picture? <laughs> it's coming, I promise you. Before before, right. before the draft is over, <laughs> there's an absolute heap not, of people not watching the NFL, this. Not, not, <laughs> not the not the people's draft before the NFL draft is over. The the sub the substandard <laughs> draft compared to the people's draft. Knowing Elon, he'll find a way to mess up your account if you change your profile picture. Anyway, different discussion, different time. Carolina Panthers, number one. Jeff, uh, same guy this year doing this pick. Do you, can you remember who it was last year? Or don't we just to get on with it? It's from it's, uh, Carolina Panthers UK. Keep pounding. I, don't, I can't remember his individual name, I don't believe. Here we go. From the Carolina Panthers, making the first selection of the 2023 People's Draft. Here we go. Boy, your internet was cut out for a second there, Jeff. Hi, this is Dean Jones, editor of Cat Crave on Fansided. With the first overall pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. I'm a big CJ Stroud guy myself, but just the way things are going, the momentum, the stories, uh, I think Young will be the guy. We're going to be sticking that intro tonight, aren't we? I I think that's a great selection i think he's the best quarterback in the draft i know there's some questions about his size but ali what's your take on him i had him stacked as my first first quarterback in this draft yeah i think we said it on when we had uh, when we discussed the quarterbacks on on the the podcast i think there's a way for thin line between cj stroud and and bryce young and almost pick your poison do you take the size of stroud or do you take the the poise precision professionalism um and the, and the history of success that bryce young brings you and I think you you touched on the show earlier in this week or late last week Bryce Young's size his height isn't going to be the issue for uh, him at the NFL um, a lot of the concerns uh, uh, for younger is frame can he take the um, the rigors of being beaten up week in week out of the NFL um, but he does very much seem like it's going to be the pick for the Carolina Panthers he's the betting favorite to go first overall they're apparently very much sold on Bryce Young and you can see why you can see the talent that he brings to the quarterback position and uh, playing behind a guy like Ike McQuano at left tackle is going to be absolutely superb for Bryce Young's introduction to life in the NFL I, again, I agree with everything you said. The first 
players off the board. Bryce Young from Alabama. All right, Michael, who's up next? We have got uh, another selection next, number two on the board. Here we go. Uh, for number two, we got the Texans. Uh, and I will just, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this guy after. Obviously, a big thanks to Dean. Here is Houston's pick. Hi, I'm Graham Henderson, a.k.a. the Killer Texan, from the second pick of the 2023 People's Draft. My Houston Texan select, CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Go Texans. All right, Texans go quarterback with the second pick, CJ Stroud out of Ohio State University. Bigger, stronger probably, bigger arm than Bryce Young. But like you said, Ollie, way for thin between the two of them. This is now the selection. This will be the face of the franchise for the Texans going forward. What do you think? Yeah, I love it for the Houston Texans. I know there's a lot of buzz at the moment about Will Levis potentially being the second overall pick for the Texans, potentially ignoring quarterback at the second overall pick and going for one of the edge guys, Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson. But I think for the Houston Texans, the Davis Mills experiment, whatever you want to call it, I don't think... Um, that's the direction for them as a franchise. CJ Stroud gives them a big-armed quarterback who has shown he can make all the throws. He's shown that um, during his Ohio State career that he can perform under scrutiny, and he's under a lot of scrutiny at the moment. The S2 cognition test has really thrown a lot of doubt over CJ Stroud's draft stock, but he's proven time and time and again when his character's under attack, that's when he's at his very best. And this is a kid who I think has got a bright NFL future. And it's a, it's a clear, obvious pick for me for the Houston Texans. Can he break that, I guess, stigma that's become to be attached to Ohio State quarterbacks when they go to the National Football League? I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to see. This kid, this kid's a very, very talented player, very, very I think deserving of the second pick. It's interesting now, guys. We've had two quarterbacks going, two picks. Is there now going to be a run on quarterbacks because we've got so many quarterback needy teams? But before we go on to number three, Michael, tell me about my man's wear. That was like, that's top shelf right there. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I, know, I know Graham's watching. And just to say to Graham, because I told Graham this on WhatsApp, and Graham, I apologize, mate. Graham was the guy last year that had like the massive, like, pen do you remember that like all the tax and stuff but apparently it's being done up at the minute so we couldn't do it i was like mate just just put a wall up and just sit there and, and, and i sort of like i didn't graham i apologize great pick great uh, shreds almost as good as uh, ollie's suit there as well and, and the hat also so uh, uh cards are on number three jeff N- number three all right, number three the arizona cardinals are up let's talk about this one a little bit before they make their pick mm. uh you know cardinals got a lot of holes to fill and i think they got to go in my opinion i think they got to go either offensive tackle or they got to go defensive player in this draft and an impact player are we talking a jalen carter or will jalen carter be the guy that sits in the green room watching other guys go first tyree you talked about tyree as that dominant edge rusher you know there's a tremendous edge class i think whether you consider them outside linebackers or whether you consider them true defensive ends in this class. Let's see who the Arizona Cardinals pick with the number three pick in the draft. I have to get my guy Mark to do this. Massive Cardinals fan. Here's his pick. Mark Hogan from Pro Football Ireland here. And the pick is in with the third overall selection. The Arizona Cardinals select an absolute freebie, the best player in this year's draft, linebacker Will Anderson. 
great, linebacker. Great selection. Linebacker. You call him a linebacker, but he's really an edge guy. He, he's a, you know, he could play outside linebacker if you want to be in the 3 4. He could put his, I wouldn't put his hand on the ground, but he could play off the edge as a pass rusher. Dominant pass rusher. Tremendous, tremendous upfield first step. He is a guy that uh, you look at what he's done, and we always talk about production. I'm not sure he's the best player in the draft, like Mark said, but certainly deserving of the third pick. Ali, what's your book on this kid? Yeah, you talk about production, and there's been few players that have been more productive at college football level over the past three years than Will Anderson Jr. Incredible production. I love the fit with the Arizona Cardinals. Put him at that 3-4 outside linebacker. Use that first step that you talked about, the speed, the explosion. I think the thing with Will Anderson Jr. that a lot of people don't take into account is that this kid is six foot three, 253 pounds, but he brings an incredible amount of power from that, what some people would call a lightweight frame. He's going to be an absolute game wrecker at the, in the NFL. As a, as a pass rusher, but don't discount what he brings in the run game as well. You mentioned the Arizona Cardinals need a game-changing defensive piece. This this is the kid. This is the, the game-changer for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I, I don't think they can go much further wrong. They can't go wrong with Will Anderson. Yeah, and he, you know, many people say he's the cleanest. You talk about clean uh, prospect in the draft. A guy that's got great character, you know, no injury history per se all the things you look for, ticks all the boxes. And the thing that was impressive to me, you mentioned the fact he's 253 pounds. This guy looks like he's 235 physically. He's, he, you know, he's really lean. He's got a great body. Uh, you know, he's certainly NFL ready. And you know that those kids that play at Alabama, they are tough and they've been coached hard. They, you know, they know, they know that the transition to pro football is much easier for those guys. So Will Anderson, great pick by the Carolinas. Carolina, excuse me, the, the Arizona Cardinals. Who we got on the who we got on the on the clock right now, Mike? A big shout out to Mark Colts up next. Uh, I will say one thing about the Cardinals. I'm not going to the pick. Look forward to watching him play in that new uniform. Oof. We'll talk about that in the show next week. Uh, we've got the Colts coming up now, lads. Uh, have to say, great talking to these guys, UK Colts fans. Very very interactive group. And uh, yeah, here's the pick. Hey, it's Elliot Denton Singh here representing UK Colts fans with the fourth pick in the 2023 People's NFL Draft. The Indianapolis Colts select quarterback Anthony Richardson from Florida. Go Colts. There we go. There we go. All right, now we got what we can really chop up. First of all, (laughs) I got to tell Elliot, I'm giving him props because he's got his bling on for the draft, and that's good to see. Um, these Colts fans are passionate. These are also Colts fans who have gone now, let's say, I, I'd say a long time since Peyton Manning. Then they had a, uh, you know, uh, uh, an impact quarterback. Obviously, uh, you know, Luck was a tremendous player, but battled injuries and had that early retirement. And since that time, it's been a revolving door of old quarterbacks in there. They're going young. They're going extreme athletic talent you're going huge profile in terms of what this kid can do physically the questions are when you look at him throw is he accurate enough will he be able to process enough you know again one of the really really most talented guys in the draft if you just go by height weight speed profile but a guy who has not played a lot of football 
and has not thrown the ball with distinction. Played in a non, you know, it's an RPO offense. This is going to be this is going to be a really really interesting one here for the Colts. Ali, what's your take? Yeah, I think it's a great pick, and I think for me, Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts is a slam dunk fit of the 2023 NFL draft and certainly the people's draft so far. You look at this kid as six foot four, 236 pounds. He is built to withstand the rigors of the NFL. He's got the, you referenced it there, the athleticism, that creative mobility to work around um, what, has been at times a suspect Indianapolis Colts offensive line. And we've talked about quarterbacks. We talked about Derek Carr, I think, when we did the – sorry, David Carr, when we did the quarterback edition of the Jeff Reinbold show. When you come in as a rookie and you start as a rookie, you are going to get beat up. There's almost an inevitability about it when you start as as an early-round pick because there's a reason why that team was picking where it picked. Um, So Anthony Richardson gives you the ability to – escape the pressure he's a very very um very good at manipulating the pocket not just with that athleticism but how he reads the pocket as well now there are some question marks about the accuracy as you brought up then but i think as a guy who can come straight into the nfl who can with um can can escape from pressure he can chuck the ball 400 yards. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for Shane Steichen's offense. You look what he did in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. This is a kid who can operate that offense. He's got the athleticism. He's got the arm to to dial up those deep shots that Shane Steichen likes to dial up. So I, I think that fit is perfect. I'd be very excited if I was the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, you've got to do a little bit more about how you protect him down the long stretch and how you surround him with talent. I, I think in terms of what Shane Steichen wants to do with his offense, is not a better fit than Anthony Richardson. I think it's really going to be interesting to see what they do with him. If, in fact, the Colts do take him in the in the you know the NFL draft, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I agree with you about the Steichen offense, and and he's done it. He did a great job, you know, with Jalen Hurts. Um, the question I would have, again, not knowing this, and this is what what time will tell us, is. You know, I talked to Marty Morningwig, who was Jalen Hurts' first quarterback coach in Philadelphia, and he raved about Hurts' work ethic. He raved about how much he wanted to be a great player. Is this kid, and I'm not saying he's not. I want to make that perfectly clear. But the question would be, is this kid that dedicated to being a franchise quarterback? Because you find out real fast when their first round, the first round pick, and all of a sudden, they got money in their hands, and they're, you know, everybody's telling them how great they are. And then they go to training camp, and it's faster than anything they've ever seen, and it's more physical than anything they've ever seen. So it'll be interesting to see. I, this kid certainly has all the physical attributes it takes to be a great quarterback in the National Football League, and they are they are banking their future on him. So again, Indianapolis Colts, there you go. Who's up, Mikey? Wait. We've just actually had some breaking, not so breaking news uh, from the last couple of seconds. Apparently, the Jets and the Packers are re-engaging in conversations now, uh, as of the last couple of days with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, but I just I'm letting people know that because there's a load of people watching this. Hi to everybody on the on the comments. We'll, we'll we will try and get some off just during the show as well. Uh, up next is the Denver Broncos at five. 
uh, sorry, the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out to, and I'm going to publicize this comment. You can't, you can't help yourself, can you? Uh, shout out to Colin Cronin. Colin, mate, I, I would have had you on here, but like, I mean, I'm not letting you make the pick for Seattle. It's not our fault this is happening. So, um, yes, here we go. Uh, Seahawks got two picks in this draft for different reasons. I will not talk about that. Uh, here is the Seahawks UK group with pick number Cinco in the 2023. All right, before we go there, I want to talk about this. Seahawks draft here, right? Okay. This is a critical draft for them. Ali, I think they have they, they got to really think Jalen Carter here, right? Because they need pass rush help. They need help on defense. Now, there are some great, there's a ton of defensive players still on the board because we've had one defensive player, three offensive players, three quarterbacks go, right? This is a great cornerback class, and you know how you know how Pete Carroll loves his cornerbacks, but I think for the Seahawks right here, I got to think they got to go with the best, quote, player, in, defensive player in the draft, which was Jalen Carter before, you know, he had this tumultuous offseason. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks, they had such a great draft last year as well. That's what you've got to bear in mind when they're on the clock this year. There's almost like a pressure to follow up on that. But picking here at five, there's a lot of talent in positions of needs. It would be, you know, like you referenced, Jalen Carr is 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 arguably on talent alone the best player in the, the class. But we've seen guys in the situation that Jalen Carr is in all beyond positions like this. It's going to be super exciting and interesting to see who the Seattle Seahawks pick. Michael? Yeah, so I'm just reading all these comments. Uh, I'll, I'll say one of them, Tony Daly, Jeff, what are your wee birdies telling you about the draft? Anyway, here's pick five. We'll talk about that later, but I want to know who was the guy that said draft a long snapper with the fifth pick in the draft. That guy better get get off the bottle this morning. Luke Walsh. Here we go. Here. Luke Walsh. <laughs> this uh... <laughs> There's a, hey, there's a good class of long snappers. You've got Alex Ward out of UCF or Matt Hember out of Oklahoma State if you're looking for a, a long snapper. Not here, class. brother. Not here. This is, <laughs> but this is the peak. This is the peak analysis. How, how do we pay Ollie Hodgkinson to be on PFI and Thursday night? It needs to happen. This is peak analysis here. Long snappers. Right. Here we go. Pick five. Here we go. Here we go. everyone, James here from Seahawks UK and the We Talk Seahawks podcast. It is my pleasure to once again be representing my Seattle Seahawks in this year's 2023 People's Ooh. Draft. So big thank you to you, Michael and Jeff, you pair of legends. We're building something pretty special up in the Pacific Northwest, up in Seattle. And with two first round picks this year, we're all set to add even more blue chip talents to an already impressive squad. So without further ado, with pick number five in the 2023 People's Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech. There you go. There you go. Love the pick. Love You talk about a freak. Now, this guy is special, special. And, you, you know, this has been an area in need for years now for the Seahawks. This can be a guy that can be a superstar in the league. I think he can be, a, you know, multiple-time pro bowler and give you the presence off the edge that you got to have in that division. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I absolutely love the thought of Tyree Wilson and Boye Mafe, um, last year's pick for the Seattle Seahawks at the, the edge position, t- teaming up together because that is a that's a meet me at the quarterback situation that would be absolutely terrifying for a lot of, of offensive coordinators to have to to deal with. Look, Tyree Wilson's 
having the talk that we had about Trayvon Walker last year, he's having that late draft process surge towards the very top of the draft. There's, there's talk of Tyree Wilson being the pick for the Houston Texans at the second overall pick. Um, and there's a reason for it. He's the size, the length, the elite athletic capability that was the hallmark of, of Trayvon Walker's I sent up NFL draft boards last year. Um, I think it was I think um, it was the the Pro Football Island show had or, or um, had Connor Rogers on, and he was talking about Tyree Wilson as being you give this guy twenty percent more pass rush skills and he's going to be an absolute beast to try and contain at the NFL level. And I completely agree with that analysis. Now we've talked about it when we discuss edge and we talk about production. Tyree Wilson's production isn't up there with a guy like Will Anderson. How will that translate to the NFL level? We'll see. Um, but you've got to be excited about those elite physical tools that Tyree Wilson brings to the table as a prospect. Michael, your take? Sorry, I'm just saying I'm having a I'm having a tactical issue here with one of the picks. I pick eight, so give me two seconds. I'm like different. Uh, I'm like Mel Kiper, Roger Goodell, and about fifteen different people here trying to get everyone on social media. Um, so sorry to the Falcons fans in a second. It, it, it's a great pick for Seattle because they're trending in the right direction. Obviously, with Gino coming in now, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to play. I mean, it sickens me to see that pick because that pick should be a Broncos pick. And that's well, and this is again one of the things that 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 and, and you we'll see what ends up happening with the Broncos and how that all plays out, and you know, just exactly where they are and, and Russell Wilson, where he, he's at with his career and all that. But right now, if, if you're a Seattle fan, that Russell Wilson pick is the gift that just keeps on giving, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what how it plays, Michael. Who we got on the who we got on the clock. We've got a team that's picking twice again here, and I actually had to double check they're picking twice. Obviously, because of the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford situation, the Lions are picking twice. Sixth, and can I guess right now, Ollie, without even looking at it, sixth and 18th? Am I correct? Is that. Boom. You're, you're, a, man of, you're a man of many titles, Michael McQuaid. <laughs> but, you know, let's talk, about, let's talk about the Lions here, right? Mm. Because Carter's on the board. Right now, Carter's already started the slip because there were a lot of people said he'll go in the top five. Right, so now he started. As a matter of fact, he refused to take visits to anywhere that weren't picking in the top ten, which was again another bad move in the offseason by him, in my opinion. But here's the thing, guys: if Dan Campbell culture is strong enough, right? If the if the what they're building in Detroit is real. You could take that guy at this pick and say, hey, once we get him in our building and once we get him around, you know, the veterans that we've got, you put him around Hutchinson, you put him around Anzalone, you put him around, you know, Panay Suell, you put him around those impact guys and they've revamped that secondary, the area where they have to get better, in my opinion, the Lions right now, is they've got to get better in the defensive line. And an interior pass rush is a premium in the NFL. You got a premium player out there. This, you, and you got another first round pick, so you can hedge your bet a little bit. But this is really, really interesting one for the Lions. 
just a reminder that Jeff does not see any of these picks uh, until they're made. So I look forward to presenting everybody with <laughs> the Detroit Lions pick at number six. Afternoon, I'm Ryan from Raw Lions UK, the uh, Detroit Lions UK blog and podcast over here. Uh, thanks for having us, been part of the uh, Jeff's fan poll mock draft. Uh, we did it again last year. With the sixth overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, uh, the Detroit Lions, via LA's least favourite franchise, the Rams, oh. select uh, Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia, hopefully the new future behemoth in our defensive line, take up the mantle, let Damak and Sue lost. That will be pick the Lions. Thank you. All right, Lions. Oh, lovely go, man. Lions go Jalen Carter. Great pick, I think, by the Lions. Again, if you feel if they feel strongly enough about him, I'm sure Ollie they did an intense amount of homework on him prior to making this pick because there are some serious red flags. You're talking about a guy that's been uh has had more than one issue with racing, speeding and, and reckless driving, whatever you want to call it. He's been arrested. Uh, he was nine pounds overweight at his pro day. Didn't wasn't even able to finish his pro day. Uh, you know, obviously his people have done an awful lot of damage control through this process. And Dan Campbell and the Lions feel strongly enough about him that they think with this pick, he's worthy of it. If he plays at the level, he'll play. And Chris, I mean, excuse me, I said Chris Spielman. Actually, that's interesting because Chris, Chris works for the lions he the great lion linebacker is now uh, works for the works for the club but his brother who was the ex uh, gm of the of the vikings had came up come out and said he doesn't he thinks this guy has huge bust potential take the off field stuff away because when he watches him on the film he doesn't think he plays hard all the time and that's a real red flag for rick spielman who was the uh, general manager of the Vikings? So, what do you what do you guys make of this one? Yeah, I think for 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 the Detroit Lions, you, you're getting a, a guy for a lot of people. Talent wise, is considered the potentially the best player in in this class. And there are the red flags both off field um, and as you re- mentioned there on field. I think if you like you mentioned before the pick, Jeff, if there is a team that is going to fire up someone to be at their very best. If you want a fire lighting under your backside, Dan Campbell is that guy for you. And the on-field talent is substantial. You know, he's a remarkable first step, foot quickness, the explosion, that ability to just, you talked about interior pass rush, Watch Jalen Carter in games like the Tennessee game last year, an absolute game wrecker on the interior of the uh, defensive line. And when you have a player like that, that you have to account for, Who's stopping Aiden Hutchinson? Who's stopping James Houston the fourth? Who's stopping, you know, they potentially will add a, a, another edge presence in this class as well, I think. Who, who's stopping those guys while you're stopping Jalen Carter? He, he he really has the opportunity and the potential to weaponize this Detroit Lions um, pass rush. And it's going to be fascinating to see the conversations over draft weekend about Jalen Carter um, because there is, there is that that counterweight of, of off-field and on-field um, argument that you're going to have with him. But it's, uh, there's no doubt in that there's incredible talent there. You know, on on uh, the uh, 3013 podcast, that's where Rick 
made the comment that he doesn't he feels he has huge bust potential and uh he doesn't play hard all the time that's a concern for him but i also have to and, and that went viral that was a i mean it's all you saw for the last four five six days uh, but we also have to understand if you watch the whole thing he also said he's unblockable by college offensive linemen when he wants to play and the best defensive lineman every year come out of the SEC. Uh, and I think this kid dominated SEC competition when he turned it on. Now, again, that's going to be the issue. Will he turn on the light or will he play hot all the time? Let's see. If he does, the Lions get a great one inside. This is the guy that's played alongside Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt as well, like in previous years. I really think this is a big red flag just the the off the field issues for me are a red flag if i'm a gm i'm thinking and i i, I like ollie i get what you're saying about don campbell completely if there's anybody you can get him in and get him getting ready to go and get him more focused it's him there's a lot there there's a lot there what was it like 12 months probation 80 hours community service something like that there like it's just it would make you think if he wasn't going into the nfl draft what would the actual punishment of being this is not a law podcast or anything it's just a <laughs> just a statement and um, but I, look I, I i i'm excited to see what the lions do very appreciative folks for the people of roared lions uk they've been very very good to this show over the draft over the last few years because i know they've had to pick very highly over the last few years so great guys and uh, yeah we've got uh, jeff people are talking about the raiders here who, who are the Raiders going to pick at, at seven? Well, this is the, this is the one that that's interesting. I know, and I just saw a Raider fan come across saying that this is now where Will Levis will go. I think there's some credence to that. I think that the Raiders are looking at the quarterback position. You know, I don't think they're comfortable right now with their quarterback room. I think they're always looking to, and every team in the National Football League is if you can get a great young player. I'm not sold that Levis belongs here because. Obviously, he's got a huge arm, but when you put the tape on, there are too many forces, you know, balls forced into coverage. There are too many interceptions that, you know, I, I think he's too erratic for the seventh pick. I would, I, you know, if I was the Raiders, you got a defense you got to fix. I mean, I think the Raiders will score some points. I think Jimmy will be, Jimmy G will be a, a functional quarterback for him until they can get a franchise quarterback. But I don't see Will Levis at this pick. If I'm the Raiders, I'm going a defensive player, particularly there are some great corners in this draft, and I mean great corners. And, you know, that's been an area of concern for the Raiders for a couple years. So let's see who the Raiders pick with the seventh pick. I've got the biggest Raiders fan in Ireland, Steve O'Rourke. Here we go. All right, Steve. Genuinely, it is. This guy's massive Raiders fan. Steve O'Rourke, lifelong Raiders sufferer here. Um, with the seventh pick of the 2023 People's Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. The Raiders need a lot of help, a lot of holes to fill, strong cornerback class, and Witherspoon is the best of the lot. There's a fan that knows what he's talking about right there. I like that. I like going with Witherspoon. Heard nothing but good things about him. Was dynamic for the for the Fighting Illini. And you know that defense got nasty at Illinois. All of a sudden, you know that that defense came of age, and a lot of it had to do with the way Witherspoon played in the back end. 
Yeah, definitely. He's a, a physical force. You look at the um, one statistic, and we don't scale by statistic, but one statistic that stood out for me is 11 and a half tackles for loss through his Illinois career. This is a kid who will absolutely fly out of the defensive backfield into your backfield and cause you a lot of pain. But he's impressive in coverage as well. 14 pass breakups last season, three interceptions. He's ferocious. He's a fluid mover. He's a physical tone setter. And you mentioned that Illinois defense. There's a lot of guys who are going to be drafted and drafted potentially higher, more higher than a lot of people think. Guys like Quan Martin, the safety. Uh, but Devin Witherspoon is the standout of that Illinois group. I don't think he's the best cornerback in the class for me personally, but I, I love the fit with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and I, I love the tone setting that this is a this is a, a program, a franchise, should I say, got me trapped into college football mode. This is a franchise that has missed big time on the cornerback position in recent years. You look at Damon Arnett, for example. This is a can't-miss pick for me, which I think is exactly what the Las Vegas Raiders need in the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah, and, and again, they're in, a, they're in a tough, tough division where you've got some really fine quarterbacks, and you better have guys that can cover in that back end because everybody's dynamic in that league. You know, it, it, when you draft, you draft to win a Super Bowl, but you, to get to a Super Bowl, you got to win your division. How are you going to win that division? You got to be able to cover some people. And, you know, so I think Witherspoon's a great pick for the Raiders at number seven. Michael, who's on the clock and where do we go? I do have to very quickly say this, and it's not because I'm a Broncos fan outside of all of this. Remember that night they picked Alex Leverwood? <laughs> that was. Uh, what, what, that was what, what is it? What, what is it with you? Like, you can't. <laughs> You Broncos well, fan, Michael. Michael's just annoyed because you said there were some good quarterbacks in the AFC West, and there's actually only two good quarterbacks in the AFC West, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Anyway, let's move on. You're, you're bang on. I I love that Weberspoon pick. You know his intelligence and his potential there is fantastic if he goes there. And more power to him. We have the Falcons up next now. A fun story for everyone involved here. Atlanta Falcons, UK. I couldn't find the video. So I texted them last night going, where's the video, lads? They sent the video today. The video was there days ago. Anyway, I forgot to clip it up, you know, make it look all professional. But it's here. Here's the pick. These lads are great lads. Um, I just hope I can find the video. Here it is. Here's the Falcons pick, lads. Guys, what's going on? My name is Mark, and I'm from the Atlanta Falcons UK podcast and fan group. Um, we have so much lined up for this season. Um, as always, we'll have special guests, we'll have fan interactions, um, everything that you could possibly ask for from a UK fan group. Um, we try and post our content regularly. We're mainly on Twitter, but you can find us on all social media platforms at our at ATL Falcons UK um, with the eighth pick in the 2023 People's Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Bijan Robinson, oh. Texas Longhorns oh. running back. Oh. A bit controversial. <laughs> uh, people would be expecting us to go for defense, but I think with Bijan in that backfield between him and Tyler Algier, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with back in the NFC once again. Thank you very much, guys. I'll speak to you all soon. All right, now this one is really one that we need to spend a little time with because Nijon Robinson is head and shoulders, in my opinion, head and shoulders above the rest of this running back class. Running back has become a devalued position in the league. It's a, it's a, when you take a first rounder, and there's plenty of evidence to support this view, and he's a running back, this is a position where the, where, 
incidence of injury is really, really high. It's a high risk position and you're using it for a first round pick. This guy has to be an impact player for you. I think he's, I think he's a great football player. I thought he might slip out of the top 10, you know, and everybody had said, you know, there were some people early on that said he'll be the first player picked in the draft, which was, I thought was nuts, but here you go. Falcons going to need to improve that running game. And B. John Robinson will punch up that running game in Atlanta big time. Got to give a shout out to my man because he had some world-class hair working, right? There's two things I liked about, there's two things I liked about his style on that, on that pick. Number one, he had a great hairdo, right? I don't know how long that took him to, to get it to stand up. Newcastle like, background, Jeff. He had yeah. a big Jordy background yeah, as well. He had the Newcastle background. He chose to wear a black and white Falcons outfit, which is a little tip of the hat to the Newcastle uniforms, those black and white unis. And on top of it, on top of it, he got in a great plug for his fan club. So that we'll see about B. John Robinson. But I'll tell you what, that was a world-class pick right there. It was. I, I actually picked, I actually paired up B. John Robinson and the Atlanta Falcons in my final three rounds uh, mark for Pro Football Network. Uh, it's just, he's going to give that offense a, an absolute spark plug. And you look at a guy at quarterback position in Desmond Ritter, who uh, not everyone's completely sold on yet. You give a guy like Desmond Ritter a running back to work with like B. John Robinson, he's an incredible, reliable receiver. You want to dump it off to anyone, dump it off to B. John Robinson because he's going to make you yardage after the catch for fun. He's, um, he's going to be a spark plug for this offense. And, and you man hit it exactly on the head. That one-two punch with Tyler Algier, you've got a, a manipulator and a master of space in B. John Robinson. And then you've got a guy like Tyler, Tyler Algier who can run over a brick wall. So great one-two punch and a great pick for the Falcons at eight. Mikey, what do you think? I love it. I mean, look at the division that they're in for a start. When you've got the Bucks, we don't know what's going on there. Yes, the Saints and yes, the Panthers. There's so much uncertainty there. If Bijan Robinson goes into Atlanta and performs well, could this propel them to the division and, and, and into the playoffs? Let's see what happens. We'll all remember this moment on the 23rd of April when the Jordy came on. And lads, that, that's the best reaction so far tonight. There's some interest in, you know, somebody said, that is a daft pick, IMO, no offence. And the guy that said that is a Bears fan, so I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see uh, who the Bears pick next. But, Jeff, you, you've been talking about this guy on and off with Ollie and also on different podcasts for the last few weeks. This guy's a beast and his potential yeah, no, ridiculous. He's a great player. And you know, the only the little bitty hole that I think he has is he's not a great pass protector, but I don't think he's going to be spending a lot of time in the backfield pass protector. And they'll get him out, though. They'll try and isolate him against linebackers. They'll let him do what he can do because he can create with the ball in his hand. And I think that's a that's a skill that you're constantly trying to find. Um, Ali, I thought, was bang on when he said this is going to help Desmond Ritter. It's going to help the offensive line, and it's going to help the Atlanta Falcons. So, again, great pick, great style, great, you know, great sell job for the for the for his fan club. I think it was a, all in all a great pick. Who we got on the clock and where are we going to go with this pick? 
we've got the Bears. I've picked the lads from the Irish Bears show, Kieran. Um, there, there's a few Irish lads, now, I'm not going to lie, like, but there's this is one of the bigger fan clubs in Ireland anyway, and it's the Bears fans. This is a really interesting pick, and Kieran or Kieran, sorry, has gave us a personalised video. So I'm, I just had to literally plug and play here. Here we go. But uh, intrigued to see this pick. I have it saved in a different location, lads. I'm really sorry. Three, two, one. Here we go. The Bears are on the clock. From the Irish Bear Show. Delighted to be making this pick on behalf of the Irish Bear Show. And with the ninth pick in the 2023 People's Draft, the Chicago Bears select Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle from the Ohio State University. Thank God for Justin Fields. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Look at, look at this video. <laughs> My man. It's hey, incredible. Girl, hey. like Wouldn't you like to have all 32 like that? Huh? I, I, I tell you what. Great pick. Great pick. I think when you look at this kid, he is everything that you're looking for in an offensive tackle. And this has been a problematic area for the Bears for years. They've got a franchise quarterback. They're starting to put weapons around him. Big time, big time get for the Bears. Improves them immediately in a division where going from worst to first is not unheard of. And, you know, with Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving and going to the Jets, this is the Bears can make that quantum leap, I think, this year. This has got this kid's going to be a big key. Yeah, this is a perfect pick for the Chicago Bears. A, a, a built-in a lab offensive tackle to look at. A built-in a lab offensive tackle when you consider what he actually plays like on the field. Size, length, incredible violence in his hands. He's powerful. He's athletic. He's an incredible leader on and off the field. Has been for Ohio State. Does incredible work in the community as well. So you know you're getting a, a guy who comes in and he improves your locker room and he improves your team on the field as well. Um, in, incredible athletes. Justin Fields is going to be running behind this guy and not worrying about leaving him for dirt. It's um, it make any other pick for the Chicago Bears for me doesn't make any sense. Paris Johnson and Chicago Bears is a match made in heaven. Great pick at the number nine pick, Mikey. Let's talk about this now. When when the fans send in their comments and you you put them on the you put them on the ticker there on the lower part of the thing. Again, please try and put in there where you're where you're getting to us from, so that we can give you a little shout out and uh, it's. We're doing a little market research too for us. So as we go through this, oh. but um, you know, if you got to take, if you got to take, you got a question or whatever, we'll we'll take those things. We're not in any hurry to get through this first round. It's just one round today. So again, Mike, who's on the clock and which way we going? This is like uh, the Rose of Tralee for anyone watching in in Ireland. Here we have got the Philadelphia Eagles attend. That Jeff, I know you know he's going to pick for the Eagles. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about this. This is this is big now. The Eagles have had a tremendous, tremendous offseason, mm. in my opinion. They've lost some players, but boy, oh boy, have they done some really interesting things. I give Howie Roseman a lot of credit for bringing in guys. This is where I, where I thought, and a lot of people thought, Bijan Robinson might go. And, you know, you look at this, and now there's that need is not there. So if I'm the Eagles at this point, and I'm looking at my roster right now. I'm thinking best player available right now. I'm not. I'm not drafting for need right here. I'm looking best player available. Ali, in your opinion, who's the best player on the board right now? 
I think you look at who's still left on the board. I'm surprised to see Christian Gonzalez still knocking around a cornerback from Oregon. Um, Philadelphia Eagles historically don't value the cornerback position in the first round, don't value the linebacker position in the first round, don't value the running back position in the first round either, which um, kind of, for me, always put them out of the B. John Robinson stakes. Um, I think you, you look at the class, edge talent, um, it's got to be potentially an edge player um, for the Philadelphia Eagles um, when you look at the guys that are left because they don't need to take Will Levis and ain't no one need to take Will Levis in the top 10. <laughs> but they, they certainly don't have him play, uh, paid Jalen Hurts the big money. Yeah, I think you know, you talk, the edge thing makes complete sense to me because this is a team that covets pass rushers. They want to send a match in waves. Um, they may go inside. You know, because there are some talented inside guys. I'm talking about defensive tackles and, and still on the board. But let's get to the Eagles. The Eagles are on the clock. Let's see who they take. Yes, sir. Here is the Eagles pick. Hi, this is Neil Gulton of the Waxing Lyrical with Mains and Dutch podcast, picking for the Philadelphia Eagles in the People's Draft. And with the 10th pick in the 2023 People's Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Nolan Smith, edge defender, Georgia Bulldogs. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, they went edge. Just like you called it, Ollie, they went edge. Uh, Nolan Smith, this is a little bit of a reach. Yeah, I am. Um, you, you look at the Eagles. For me, I marked Miles Murphy for this this spot. Nolan Smith is. Let, let's talk about what Nolan Smith does well quickly. He's a very tough compare. He's an elite athlete. He's got the lateral agility, the speed, flexibility, high football IQ, great on field and off field leader. Um, he's six foot two, two hundred thirty eight pounds. He screams three, four outside linebacker. You look at what Philadelphia Eagles have on their roster, how they man their defense, two guys at 265, 270 pounds that man the edge spot for the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a little reach positional uh, uh, best player available-wise. I think it's a little bit of an odd fit for the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of how they operate their their defense. But Nolan Smith is a a fantastic, high-caliber, top-tier prospect. Michael, your take? Well, we, we've actually got Ollie Hodgkinson for the next 35 to 40 minutes. So I'm going to bomb on, Jeff, and we're going to go on because Dutz is back later on. But uh, I'll say very quickly, I'd love them just for the crack to pick. If somebody like Levi's is there for the crack at 11 or whatever, or 10, just pick him, put him as a backup. Say nothing. We all know Jalen's going to miss at least three games next year. So do something controversial. That's that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, so let's, let, let, let's go. We've got the, uh, the Titans. Titans are next. Here Here's the pick. This guy's good. Hi guys, it's me here from the Talking Balls podcast. And with the 11th pick in the 2023 People's Draft, the Tennessee Titans will pick Will Levis. Oh! Will <laughs> Levis. And now... You're Does he sound like me? Yeah. No? You're a Titans club <laughs> that is going through an absolute rebuild. And you take a quarterback after you've taken a quarterback last year in the first three rounds. So what you're saying is that's that experiments, you know, we lost. I, I, this one is a head scratcher to me. Now, Levis is a polarizing prospect in a lot of ways. Huge arm can make some tremendous throws and then can make some really, really bad, bad throws. 
seems to throw every ball the same, whether he's throwing a check down or he's throwing a 40-yard post cut. He, I mean, he throws the ball so hard. He's not an easy guy to catch. You know, he's not – there are quarterbacks that are receiver-friendly, and there are some that, you know, have to learn touch and have to learn to take some off the ball and have to learn where to put the ball and all those things. And that's who, how I see Will Levis. He, he does have physical talent, but man, oh, man, oh, man. And, and I know you're in a rebuild in Tennessee, and there's always pressure to take a quarterback, but this one, this one is too soon and wrong team. Yeah, I think you look at Will Levis and it's who's playing left tackle for the Tennessee Titans for the next five to ten years. They they are a team that have got a lot of needs. They are rebuilding at a lot of spots. Um, you you plug it. There's, there's some of the best offensive tackles in the class still available. One's already gone off. Only one's gone off the board. Um, you take your long-term left tackle here in the draft and then for the plug in a guy like Caleb Williams next year if it all doesn't work out. They do need a long-term answer and successor to Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Will Levis is it personally. Um, the the velocity, the arm strength is incredibly alluring. There's a reason why Will Levis eats bananas with the skin on and the, puts mayonnaise in his coffee. It's because he's, he's not great at decision-making and that's obvious on the football field and off the football field. And um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it, it pans out with Will Levis. You've got maybe, and I saw, I think Baldy picked him in, in when he did his top five offensive tackle. A kid from Tennessee who's right in your backyard and a Tennessee guy and would be a huge, like, story drafting a Tennessee offensive lineman could be that left tackle you're talking about for the next 10 years with the Titans. And they choose to go quarterback. We'll see. All right, Mike, who's up next? We've got the Jets next. I'll very quickly say, why draft Malik Willis if you're going to draft somebody else now? Uh, right, here we go. Because <laughs> you made a mistake. That's why. Yes, you're right. Uh, do, Actually, do, do, do we, I was going to say, do we not have the, the Houston Texans don't have their, their second first round pick, Michael? They do. It's my, it, Ollie, it's um, Mel Kuyper, Twitter yes. here. We've got Gra- <laughs> Graham's back. Graham's back. He's, he's not in the pen cave yet, but here he is. Hi, it's Kill Texan Heat again, and with the 12th pick of the 2023 People's Draft, my Houston Texans select Miles Murphy, defensive end, Clemson, like no Texans. Like it, like it, like it. What about the position flexibility? Can play all along the defensive line. Hugely talented player. Uh, I think a clean prospect, Ali. This is a this is a really good good selection by the by the Texans. Hey, uh, next time we get my man on the show, though, right? And I love the hat and I love the, the you know, the coat and the whole thing. But you, how can you be the kilted Texan and not be wearing a kilt? He better be wearing a kilt underneath that thing. I'm going to find the video from last year. He was in a kilt and he was in like this pen and stuff. He he, he was buzzing that we asked him to come on again. Uh, is this is this guy like Ollie? Is this guy a little early at 12 or just about right in just in your area? No, I don't think he's a little bit early. And I think the reason why it won't be a little bit earlier come Thursday is the fact that you look at what Miles Murphy tested at um, on his pro day. He confirmed the athlete that he is at his pro day. And when you flip on the film, there's not too many prospects in this draft class who have the size, the speed, the strength. He's a triple threat guy. Jeff talked about his versatility then. Um, he's incredibly powerful and strong. And I think this is what the Houston Texans need. There's a lot of talk about wide receiver being the pick at 12. I think 
you look at the the successful Houston Texans teams, certainly of the last 10 to 20 years, they've been built on being absolutely brutal in the defensive trenches. And I think a guy like Miles Murphy has the potential to offer that for Houston. Yeah, because you talk about J.J. Watt, you talk about Jadavian Clowney, you talk about when those Texans teams were hitting the playoffs every year, that they could rush the passer. They have not been able to rush the passer lately. This kid will upgrade that defensive line right now. That's a great comment from Barlison. Well, great to see Ollie, by the way. Uh, right. There you go, Ollie. My guy, my guy. Ollie's, Ollie's got to let's, let's get on, Mikey. Who we got next? We've got our we've got our guy Fraser. He's only on once this year for the Jets, I think, at the minute with the whole Packers thing. Anyway, here's the pick. I'm losing my mind. These picks, lads. Here's the Jets. Evening, everyone. Fraser here from Gangreen UK. Just want to start off by saying big thank you to Jeff and Michael for inviting us um, back to take part in the draft for the third year in a row. Um, we've been quite lucky and successful with our picks in the last two years, um, getting three of the four correct, and we probably would have picked Sauce Gardner um, if he was available last year as well. So with that said, we've thought long and hard about this, and New York Jets need some protection for future quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So with that said, the New York Jets select Roderick Jones, tackle Georgia. Roderick Jones, out of Georgia, right here. Ah, I, I don't, I, I can't be, I can't argue the position. I would debate the player, right? I think this is, I think, Obviously, and you're talking about Joe Douglas. The guy loves offensive linemen. He he absolutely loves offensive linemen. Uh, Gangrene UK wants to protect that quarterback. And if it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, you better protect him because he's the guy that can elevate your franchise. So, I, I, again, I understand the pick. I'm not sold 100% on the player. Ali, your take. Yeah, I really like Broderick Jones. Um, and you saw when he came into the, uh, he switched out to, to left tackle for Georgia late in the 2021 season. That instantaneously upgraded that Georgia offensive line in that first national championship winning team for over 40 years. Strong start frame, explosive athlete. I look in terms of the pick here for the New York Jets. I, I, the position is, is spot on. I think they do need help on the offensive tackle position. I would have personally gone with Donnell right out of Tennessee. You brought him up earlier. A kid with right tackle experience. And I think worst case scenario for the New York Jets, uh, sorry, best case scenario is Mekai Becton is the guy that they've drafted out of Louisville. This work that he's put in in the offseason is is the work that he needs to do to succeed in the NFL. And, and Becton manages your left tackle and you bring in Darnell Wright, a guy with genuine right tackle experience but the talent to play left tackle in the league that's the spot for me but Broderick Jones is, is is an upgrade for that New York Jets offensive line for sure Mike big shout out to Fraser Jeff uh, that gang green group are massive fans of you Jeff and I'm sure you'll have to head on their podcast at some point and see the crack uh, the Jets situation is interesting because he seems to be like a real boomer bust sort of player he could come in make a huge impact or he could be a a bust straight up. I mean, if, if, you, if, if you're not ready, Jeff, you're just not ready. And for, for a guy like him coming into a team where they're going to need as much help as possible if they go for Rodgers in terms of capital, it, it, it could be an interesting pick. But um, well, I don't know. Who, you know I'm going to tell you something. If you're drafting in the first round, and this is kind of the, you know, as coaches, this is kind of the thing we were taught. If you're drafting in the first round. Your first pick has got to be a pro bowler or a gold, gold jacket guy, right? Now, the one exception is you might say quarterback because 
of the nature of the game. But I agree with with Ali in terms of right to me is the most ready plug and play tackle in this of these guys. And Mackay Becton is still he's got to prove, you know, that he number one can hold up physically and number two that he can. You know, I said when he was drafted and I'll go back to this statement. There are two words that Mackay Becton has to learn before he's going to be a great player in the NFL. And those two words are, I'm full, right? Because the guy ate himself to over 400 pounds and put his career at risk. Now, you know, he's done a great job this offseason, and I'm pulling for the player to be able to get his, you know, stuff in order because he is very, very talented. He's got to get healthy, and he's got to stay underneath 375 to be the player that I think Joe Douglas drafted. Who we got on the board right now, Mike? I've got the guys from the franchise tag making the pick for the Patriots. I know you're big mates with them, Jeffrey. Uh, here it is, my friend. Here it is. Hey, everyone. It's Adam here from the franchise tag. And with the 14th pick of the draft, the New England Patriots are going to select cornerback from Oregon, Christian Gonzalez. Now, I did think about going O-line here because they do have some needs, but Christian Gonzalez is a genuine talent in this year's draft and one of the best players in it. He has speed, he has athleticism, he's got great footwork, which the Patriots love. And I think, although Devin Witherspoon has gone before, I think he is a genuine blue-chip player and someone that any team would be lucky to have. With that in mind, I think they can go and sort out O-line later on in the draft and they've got themselves a great cornerback to really bring that that part of the team up to a higher standard. So Christian Gonzalez for the Patriots, for all of your draft reaction, come over to the franchise tag and check us out. All right, we're getting a little plug in by the franchise tag. Great guys <laughs> over there. I, I love this pick. Love this pick. And I think it's a really, it's a very Patriot pick. Because one of the things that I think Belichick does a great job with is identifying defensive backs in the draft that can come in and play, whether they're guys that he brings in as free agents or guys that he drafts. He knows the profile that he wants. You've got to be a man-to-man player. Gonzalez fits, you know, that he, he ticks all the boxes, in my opinion, if you're the Patriots. And I think this is a really, really good pick by the New England Patriots. Yeah, I, 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 actually, I haven't got anything further to add to what Adam said. He was absolutely nail on with his analysis of the pick. That's It makes so much sense for Christian Gonzalez to be a New England Patriot for the exact reasons, the size, speed, fluidity, ball skills, everything that he brings to the to the table, uh, the Oregon cornerback. And a true New England pick here would be someone like Jake Witt out of Northern Michigan, uh, the offensive tackle that no one had heard of till about three weeks ago. Um, that would be a true Patriots pick, but I, I I love the the fit for, for Christian Gonzalez. And like I said before, I, for me, he's the number one cornerback. I'd be amazed if he's still available at 40. You know what's amazing? I love it because everybody loves to pile on the Patriots when they ain't doing good because they're so tired of them winning and winning Super Bowls that when they, when they struggle a little bit, I mean, they you, you can't. everybody wants to take the Mickey out of them. So I, I, I think it's a great pick. Um, Michael... How does the fans that are out there listening to this show, watching this podcast, how do they get on and give us some feedback? One more time, please. 
Uh, they can tweet you at Jeff underscore Rainbow. If they want to get live comments going, you need to go to YouTube, type in Jeff Rainbow, type in Pro Football Ireland, or type in the People's Draft. It should be a live stream. There's a heap of people watching here now. There's loads of people watching on Twitter. A uh, lot of people interacting, people enjoying the the, the draft so far. Um, and I, I, I will very quickly jump on that and say the Patriots have a huge year ahead of them. They've never been in this position in my lifetime anyway for a very, very long time. So I hope they pick somebody so obscure that I'm literally crying laughing with you on Thursday night, lads. That, that's the plan. Um, does anybody want to guess who's picking for the Packers at 15? Jeff, do you want to guess? I mean, like, oh, I think you know already. I would think it would be, I think it'd be Irish, UK Packers. They're, UK, Irish Packers. Um, he, he made a video as well. Like, I literally, like, anyway, look, I tell you, I love it. Did. I love it when the fans take ownership of their pick and the the video selection. This should be like a like a pre pre acquisition every year. Now make your own video. Uh, loving it here, Steve with the pick. <laughs> Actually, no, I think I yeah okay. Right. Hey folks, at Steve D NFL here for UK Packers, and we have consulted the three hundred and seven page UK Packers draft guide written by the one and only Peter Jones, <laughs> and with the fifteen pick in the Jeff Reinbold People's Draft, the UK Packers select. Jackson Smith in Jigba for our Hall of Fame quarterback, Jordan Love. Got that, though. <laughs> My man, Steve, is he always. That draft guy's him. free, by the way. If, if anybody does want to check it out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is, that, is, uh, that is an interesting direction. And I think the Packers have a need at the position. Certainly. Jordan Love has a need at the position. He needs the best players around him he can possibly have as they move into that era of the Packers. A little bit of a surprise, Ollie, uh, in terms of, you know, receiver, first of all. And then do you see this young kid out of Ohio State as the best of this class? Because there were a lot of people talking Addison. There were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of different ways to go. And they go with Najiba out of Ohio State. Yeah, it... It's a, it's a surprise for the Green Bay Packers to select a white. It would be typical that as soon as Aaron Rodgers is done and out of Lambeau Field, they start doing the thing that everyone wanted. Everyone wanted everyone the Green Bay Packers to select the wide receiver every year for Aaron Rodgers. He's gone and they get one for Jordan Love. It would it would be poetic in many respects. Um, Jack, it feels like Jackson Smith and Jigba is a consensus wide receiver one now for this class. And there's reasons why. that He's not my top wide receiver. I've got a couple of guys ahead of him. But he's an extremely savvy route runner, A-plus route runner. Um, not an elite athlete in terms of straight line speed, but a very agile and twitchy mover. And you can see that on Ohio State's tape creates an effortless separation with his ability to shake defensive backs out of their skin and linebackers and anyone that tried to stop him, really. Um, and he's incredibly um, a catch point connoisseur, is what I like to call Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, body control, ball tracking, the ability to, to, to really impact the catch point. And I think that's going to make the difference. For for a lot of um, NFL teams because he went and he tested ext- not extremely well, but he tested it better than expected, particularly in some of the, the things that impact the game that we just talked about, his ability to be explosive and agile. And I think that is going to probably be the difference maker. And you look at the success, we, you shouldn't scout the helmet, but you look at the success that Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson had um, and as rookies immediately, that place, Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio, is a wide receiver University. It's a wide receiver factory, and everyone that comes out of there is uh, impacts the, the NFL at a top level in recent years. And that's all credit to Brian Hartline. 
Um, so yeah, I it would be a great surprise to see the Packers take a wide receiver, but God, could you imagine someone get a camera on Aaron Rodgers' face? Uh, but that, 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 that that remote oh, might go right back to the camera like it did a couple of years ago. All right, we got to move on because Ali's can only be with us for a short period of time. So, Michael, who we got up now? We've got uh, Jackson Smith and Igba going to the Packers, and the Packers winning the NFC North with Jordan Love a quarterback. That's what we have. We've got the Washington Commanders, uh, Fionn from the Under Center podcast, again in Ireland. I think this is like the second last Irish person in case people are going to shout at me. Here's Fionn's pick for the Commanders. Big Commanders. You know, fan. I, hey, before we get to this, this oh, is a huge, oh, this is a huge oh. pick now because this is the first pick of what could be by draft day new ownership yeah. in Washington, right? Or is this another Dan Snyder pick? Let's see. Here we go. Here's Fionn. Hey guys, Phil Malloy here from the Under Center podcast and I'm representing the Washington Commanders. With the 16th pick in the draft, we're going to take tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Woo! Like, oh, like it, like it, like it. Now, I'm not saying that this is this is the right right guy in terms of need, but I'm going to tell you something. Dalton Kincaid, there was some question about his back, right? That got cleared up late in the draft process. I think Dalton Kincaid is a sleeper good first-round pick. I really, really like this kid. I think he's dynamic as he's more he's the most in my mind dynamic of the tight ends you're gonna give him a lot of flexibility he'll definitely help to help their quarterback situation and you know the tight end has become such a focal point in so many offenses I think it's really going to be interesting to see how the commanders use him but I like Dalton Kincaid out of Utah yeah, there's not a better pass catching tight end. There might not be a better pass catcher full stop in the draft than, than Dalton Kincaid. Extremely reliable. Um, the, some of the stuff they can do at the catch point is incredible. You, if you've watched Utah over the past two, three, four seasons, um, he, he, some of the catches on Dalton Kincaid's tape are, are incredible. They're insane. Um, I think for the Washington Commanders, when you look at the players that are left available um, and, the, and, and what this franchise needs to be successful going forward, could have been a cornerback, I think, here. You know, this one of the worst pass defences in the NFL. Um, could have been an offensive tackle or any offensive lineman as well. There's still, we mentioned his name a couple of times, there's still Darnell Wright knocking around. There's still Peter Skaronsky knocking around out of Northwestern who could fill a multitude of roles in the NFL. Um, but I, I love Dalton Kincaid. I'm a big Utah fan. I'm a big fan of watching the Pac-12. And Dalton Kincaid um, and his teammate, Brant Keithy, at, uh, of Utah have been just the one of the most joyful tight end duo is to watch in college football. Agree with you 100%. Michael? I'm actually speaking to a team right now, a fan group. I, I will say, yes, he had a career high year last year. Was eight touchdowns. He had literally beyond half of what he had this whole time in Utah last season. And as Jeff says, real potential with him. And he could be one of those real sleepers in terms of if he does go with 16. I, I think he'll drop a bit, but I can see why the commanders are trying to get him because with Sam Howell, you need all the help you can get. And uh, I mean that in a nice way. So it's all good. Uh, we've got we've got the Steelers up next. Now, this is the UK Steelers podcast. And it just happens that the guy's got an Irish accent. I don't know. It's grand. It's Mike Steelers. This is a really interesting pick because it's the first full year of you know new management in Pittsburgh. 
the former GM left, wasn't it after the draft last year? I'll shut up and we'll get this on the screen. Here we go. If I can, I'm, I'm getting a new Mac after this, like genuinely. Here we go. Here we go. It's Mike Farrell from the UK Steelers podcast. With the 17 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback. A legacy. A legacy pick. Joey Porter Jr., son of Joey Porter, Steeler legend, goes to where he grew up and going to play for his daddy's team. I love these kind of stories, but more importantly, I love this player. This guy is violent. This guy gets to the football. This guy plays the game the way you want to see the game played. I think he fits that profile of a Pittsburgh Steeler about as good as you can. Yeah, physical, fast, aggressive, um, ball skills for days. Um, he's a very, very popular pick um, in mock drafts for the Pittsburgh Steelers because of that, like you referenced, the legacy pick, but also the need and the the player ability as well. Potentially, you could look at an offensive tackle for Pittsburgh Steelers as well. You've got Kenny Pickett in his second year. I don't think you've got a guy in the left tackle position who you, you look at as being the long-term answer there either. And you know, there's, there's still some great offensive tackles on the board, and it's a deeper cornerback class. Um, but that said, that I think that it's a it's a very popular and a very impactful pick for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at a position of need. Mikey, I think this is really interesting. We've got two really good offensive linemen that have really dropped. I mean, if Wright is that is if Wright is still on the board at this time and Skronsky still on the board at this time, I'll be I'll be really surprised come draft night. But hey, that's what happens. This is. Again, we talk about this all the time. They're going to be big winners on draft day, and they're going to be big losers on draft day. You know, so let's see where we go from here. A big shout out to Jeff's ISP for holding up one hour and thirteen minutes in. We're we're loving it. And uh, saying if there's if uh, Owen Hurley, who's from Ireland, in the comments says if it isn't Joey Porter Jr., there'll be riots in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's it's a real pressurized situation here. Like it's like that movie Draft Day when you've got the father son combination. Yes, Jeff, there are people falling. I I will say last year I think uh, Sauce Gardner went earlier than we all thought he would go. So it's just funny how certain things go i could be wrong in that it's been a long weekend editing this we've got the lions up next same guy again roar the lions uk podcast dan campbell drum roll hey guys ryan here on behalf of roll lions UK. has to be an offensive tactic making our second pick here for jeff's fan mock draft and with the 18th overall selection in the 2023 nfl draft detroit lions select brian branch they're the old defensive back from the University of Alabama. The Swiss Army Knife can play a cornerback, safety, nickel, and hopefully can fix our leaky secondary one step at a time. Thank you. I, I, okay, let's talk about this guy because this is an interesting one. You know, this is a Lions team that went out in the offseason and improved what was a bad secondary. I mean, they scored 30 points a game last year. They had, they knew, Dan Campbell knew they had to improve their defense to get a chance at winning that division. They went out and they brought players in. They had good free agency. They had good resigning. I, I don't know how you can't take right right now at this spot because offensive tackles to me are 
they're like gold. And I think Wright's a plug and play tackle. I know you got Panay Suell, but can you imagine Wright and Suell as a tackle com- combination right here? But I do understand this kid is a very, very good football player. And the thing that I love about him, Ollie, is he can play just about anything. You know, slot corner is the hardest position to play in the backfield, in the defensive backfield, because you got to play the entire route tree. If you're a boundary corner, you're going to see certain routes. If you're a field corner, you're going to see certain routes. But when you're in the slot, that receiver has the ability to run every route in the route tree. And so your best cover guy really needs to be your slot corner. And this kid is an excellent slot corner. Yeah, he, he's a like uh, Ryan said in his in his video. There, he's the Swiss Army knife of the the secondary in terms of the, his ability to man every position. And what I think a lot of people have have, have kind of fallen out of favour with um, with Brian Branch is he didn't test very well. He didn't test at, at all well, really, compared to um, what some people would like to see from um, a secondary playmaker. But when you turn on the film. He's athletic enough. He's athletic enough. And you will not find at any position in the 2023 NFL draft a more reliable tackler. This kid, you do not get past Brian Branch. doesn't matter what level of the defense he's coming at you from. He's going to stop you. There's no more reliable uh, tackler of anyone in this NFL draft class. And, And you can see he's learned at the feet of Nick Saban. He's a highly intelligent um, uh, piece in the secondary. Uh, and I, I think I'd be surprised if Brian Branch is still there when Detroit are on the clock a second time, I must admit. I'm going to make a graphic with that quote saying, I'll be surprised. And I'm going to get the picture of you in the suit. Oh, I'm going to make it look And I'm, I'm going to send you in first. Day. <laughs> if you look at some of the picks tonight, he could be. But this is the beauty of Thursday night. Like, he, anything could happen. Like, there's already people in the comments saying, like, you know, like, where is Garanzi going to be picked? He is extremely versatile and matches Detroit really well, I think. But I guess, you know, time will tell. He could be gone, to be fair. There's so many teams that could take him beforehand, so we will see what happens. Um, it's it's popping here tonight, boys. It's popping. We've got the Bucks up next. Uh, it's going to be good. Jeff, I, I will... I will call out in a few minutes who has been drafted. That is something that I'm going to work on next year. I'm going to going to get a big board. I'm going to get a banner at the bottom, which is going to be like, this is an example of a banner. And I'm going to have it rolling across the screen. For example, like this. And we're, and we're just going to go year on year. You see at the bottom? And we're, we're, we're going to do the whole thing. But that's for the 2024 people's draft, Jeff. I mean, like that's just for now. So. All right, let's get right to it then. We've got the Bucks, uh, Bucks UK. Obviously, massive Bucks fans, but very, very loyal to this draft. This is their third appearance. Here it is. Tom Brady. With the 19th pick of the Jeff Reinbold LFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Darnell Wright, offensive tackle on the University of Tennessee. They're, they're going to need a few of them this year, Jeff. I, I tell you what. I, you know what? That is, if this happens, if this, if Wright falls to the Bucks. I'm telling you, that is a match made in heaven. This is a football team that has to replace a left tackle, a tackle, right? And you've got a plug-and-play guy who's going to come into you. If he falls this far, he's going to come into you with a huge chip on his shoulder because this guy can be, I think, a really, really fine NFL offensive lineman. He's got all 
all the physical tools. He's got the nastiness. He's a guy that when you put the tape on in the SEC and the best pass rushers in football are in the SEC year in and year out, and you watch him, watch the Alabama game, and you say, this guy's got to go in the top end. But if he falls to the Bucks, that this is a tremendous pick by Phil. Yeah, shout out to Books UK. My uncle's a member of the Books UK, Dominic Hodgkinson. Give him a shout out on the show. Uh, Don Wright is, is <laughs> there. We go. Don Wright is my second rated offensive tackle in this class. Jeff spoke about um, what he brings to what he's brought to the table in the SEC. Versatile, experienced, powerful, athletic, nasty prototypical tackle frame. You move Tristan Wirfs to left tackle, you play Donnell right at right tackle. You keep Tristan Wirfs at right tackle, and you play Donnell right at left tackle. Like There's not a lose-lose situation uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by selecting Donnell right in this draft class. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'm going to call it. I think the Bucs will trade down and get massive 2024-2025 draft capital in this draft and just completely bounce the whole year. That being said... Can I just say, Phil is a legend, and those lads at Bucks UK are great crack to deal with. Um, and I look forward to seeing if Phil was right. Uh, that's his third appearance, I think, on this draft, Jeff. So uh, he's a veteran. Always good. To, it's always good to have Bucks UK. They're a great fan club. If you're a Bucks fan and you're in the UK, move to the UK, new to the UK, new to football, and want to find a team in the Bucks, you make the Bucks your pick. Get a hold of those guys at Bucks UK because they're a great group. All right, uh, how many more picks have we got you for, Ollie? Uh, can you go for one, one or two and then bounce, or what's the crack of you? Two more. Let's take Seattle and, and the Chargers, then I'm, unfortunately I'm going to have to bounce. Sweet. No, you're grand, you're grand. We've got some surprises at the end, but I, I will definitely show you that in a bit. We've got Seattle. Different guy this time, but the same group, but a different podcast. Jeff, don't ask me what that is. It's just, it's a thing. Here it is. Hi, Stuart from the Pedestrian Podcast, making this pick for 20 for the Seattle Seahawks slash UK Seahawkers. Uh, love options, O-line, in particularly interior. Wide receiver, doubling down on the pass rushes. Uh, people like Lucas Van Ness uh, still on the board. But at number 20, the Seattle Seahawks select Marty Smith, defensive tackle, to truly, truly beef up uh, the defensive line for the Seahawks. Just as Pete said, they wanted to way back in January. Again, I think it's a good pick. Mozzie Smith, again, we when we did our our top five interior linemen, I did not have him there, but I think his – I've watched him, and again, this might be a little bit of a reach. I think it's a position of need, but I don't know if he's a first-round talent. Uh, this will play out. We'll see how it plays out if, if Mozzie Smith does, in fact, go to the Seahawks uh, where, where he will be needed. Obviously, they want to juice up that defense. Uh, but Ali, what's your take on Mozzie Smith this high? Is th- that's exactly it. It is this high. This uh, for me it is very high. Now it's, it's a kid with a lot of potential, a lot of power, a lot of freakish athleticism. You know, this was a kid who was a, um, a Bruce Feldman's freak um, for his ability as an athlete in the weight room, um, and on the field, he's an incredibly powerful. Um, force at the nose tackle position and, and having a guy like Marzi Smith will allow, you know, they picked Tyree Wilson. We talked about Boye Mafe, the second year player for the Seattle Seahawks. It would be a, it would be a selection that would free up those guys. 
Um, I think it's a little early uh, for Marzi Smith myself. There are some off-field concerns with Marzi Smith as well, um, which when you're talking about first round nose tackles, at the end of the day, this kid is a true nose tackle. How much does the NFL value a nose tackle in the first round, I'm not quite as sure. And especially one with some of the off-field um, issues that Mozzie Smith has had. But he is a, a freak talent, freak powerful, and um, he, he would be a, a fit in Seattle as well on that interior and nose tackle. Michael? I like the pick. I mean, it makes me think if, if Seattle have got two picks in this draft, when they try and get some more value? They've had some value this year in terms of their trade last year. Will they try and maybe start to look at trading down if different things happen on the night? Uh, Pete Carl and the lads clearly have a master plan in place. So I'm going to be bored and say they'll trade down. But uh, big thanks to Seahawks UK for it. But like the pick. Not Obviously, there's off-field stuff there, but we'll see what happens. Wow, right, got on the is their last pick with Hodge with, with Mr. Sorry, Senior Hodgkinson? So here it is. It's the Chargers going into what I believe is this the final year without them paying Herbert, or is that next year? Next year. Well, I listen. I don't know. They, you know, we talk about the contract that Jalen Hurts got, and you know the the Chargers historically have not been a team that throws money around very much. And they must have just choked and they saw that contract because that's now the floor. And you're not going to give, I mean, I cannot see Justin Herbert getting less than Jalen Hurts. So that can, that, that can upset the salary cap in with the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to see how it goes, but let's see who the Chargers pick. Here we go. Hey, it's Lee Wakefield here, picking for the Chargers. So, with the 21st pick of the 2023 People's Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. So, that gives the Chargers a long lead. Physical pressman corner for Brandon Sayers' defense. Keep away those pesky Chiefs in 2023. So, we've all seen him in powder blue. Go Bolts. I like, I like Brandon Staley type of player. Excellent pressman player. I mean, you, you know, kind of played in obscurity a little bit at, at Maryland. It's not a program where you, you know, say, okay, well, you know, you're going to find players at Maryland every year. There have been some great players come out of there, but this kid, when you put the tape on Ollie, he's an eraser back there. He can take a guy out of a game. He, he has the most, in my opinion, the most NFL centric skill set of any of those defensive backs because he loves to play press man up man. Yeah, shout out to Lee Wakefield. I don't think there's many people in the UK who know the Chargers while having the level of draft knowledge that, that Lee Wakefield does. Uh, Deontay, you look at 6'1", 200 pounds, size, fluidity, physicality, strength, length. He's going to man the perimeter for the Chargers. That secondary is nasty if you had a guy like Deontay Banks as well. Think about what Asante Samuel Jr. brings to the table, Derwin James Jr. There is, there is a lot of talent, and adding a guy like Deontay Banks almost feels unfair it's like the missing piece but like we talked about with the las vegas raiders when you were playing in that division against patrick mahomes it is so important that you have that secondary lockdown i think when you look at the the charges wide receiver and offensive tackler a clear need that a lot of people want to address early in this nfl draft class you bring in a guy like deontay banks he's going to probably make a longer term more important 
impact for the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. You know, you got Skronsky still on the board right here, but yet the Chargers choose, and, and Skronsky would have been probably a higher-rated player if you, you know, on your total board where you rank them one to whatever, one to 300. But I think this is a great pick. I think it, for every reason you talked about, to win the Super Bowl, you've got to win your division first. And to win that division, you've got to be able to cover. And this kid just adds another cover guy to that, you know, to Brandon Staley's group of that's a great defensive back room, I think, right there in, in Los Angeles. So, Michael? Can I just use my time to, to thank Mr. Hodgkinson here? Pro Football Network, if you need anything in terms of not just this year's draft, but next year's draft over the next few days, Pro Football Network, check it out. To search Pro Football Network. Uh, Ollie, is it O. Hodgkinson, uh, 365? I've got that wrong on Twitter. You're, you're at, let, let, let us know. But um, a serious amount of work, effort, hard work that's been in voluntarily behind the scenes here over the last few weeks. And I know Jeff and myself, and for so many people that are listening, charting uh, the UK, Ireland, Germany, this podcast. So thank you very much. And what's your plans on Thursday night? Are you just going to take it easy or what? <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> so we'll be. Um, uh, thank, thank you for that. I was rather too much. Um, but it's been great. The this year, last year, spending a bit of time with you guys on the run up to the draft, and um, being able to, to chat football. It's been great. Um, Thursday, we'll be grading the picks as they come in live for Pro Football Network across Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all seven rounds. Every single pick graded live between me and a couple of other guys bit of college slant in there as well with some college related content uh college and draft crossover related content so yeah it's gonna be an extremely busy week um very much looking forward to it. i wouldn't have it any other way ali thank thank you very much you've done a phenomenal job as always it's always great to have you on the show and then when we get post draft we're gonna do some draft rewind with you and, and look at the picks and kind of really jump into some of the some of the you know the drama and the the things, the head scratchers and the, and the, oh yeah, that we're going to get. And, that, and I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be plenty of it this year as well. I think it's going to be a very chaotic draft. I think you can look forward to a lot of shocks and surprises. You have to wear that suit this year. All right, well, this next one. You have to bring it. <laughs> thank you for being with me. Thanks, oh, thanks Ollie. See you, man. Speak to you later. All the best. Bye-bye. What a man. All right, Mikey. What a man. He, he's the best. Yeah, you went from yeah, but Jeff, you, you, you went from a seasoned veteran in draft knowledge to, to me now, so it's uh, it's good. I'm just glad your Wi-Fi is holding up here, man. As we go to pick 22, Baltimore Ravens. Do you, do you want to guess who's doing the pick for 22 at the Ravens? <laughs> I tell you what, if you're the Ravens now, right, you still yes. got some questions at that quarterback position, you know, and Hendon Hooker is out there at this pick. Do you go quarterback? Now he's coming off a knee injury, but he he received an awful lot of buzz in the second half of the draft process. So let's look at the, who the Ravens select. Let's do it. Here is the Ravens pick. Uh, shout out as I challenged my wife for making a cup of tea. She asked me, Jeff, what is the people's draft? And I said, Well, aren't you missing out, my friend? Pick 22. The Baltimore Ravens. Hi, this is Ben Mortimer from MVP Travel and Touchdown Trips. And I'm representing today the Baltimore Ravens and the UK Ravens in the 22nd pick of the 2023 People's Draft. And with that pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Oh, and book a trip with us this year. 
Let me say, before we talk about Jordan Addison, let's talk about touchdown trips because they are the best. And I've had an opportunity to watch, to go to New Orleans with them, to watch the Ravens and the Saints. It was a tremendous experience. They do a phenomenal job. Mikey, you know, we were at the Super Bowl with them. Ben Ben is a true NFL fan. Their bespoke trips are better than anybody's. I challenge anybody to tell me different. And certainly we look forward to working with them again in the future. Uh, this is an interesting one. Addison was That was guy, recorded, Jeff, after Odell Beckham went. Sorry, I should say that was recorded only a few days ago. So he, he well, wants, I, I know this uh, is and this is interesting because you know you think about this, they're doing everything in their power to do what? To get Lamar up. back. Yeah, to get <laughs> to get Lamar back, right? You don't yeah. give OB, you don't give a guy coming off of a ACL, even as good a player as OBJ, 15 guaranteed, right? 15 yeah. guaranteed, 15 million I'm talking about guaranteed. And now you go out and draft an, another receiver, a guy that a lot of people said was the best receiver in the draft with your first pick. You're telling that quarterback who's still out there in free agency, hey, listen, we're setting the table for you. New offensive coordinator, new offense, new new receivers for you. Why don't you get your butt in here and let's make some, you know, let's win this division. I think it's a great pick. I like it. I will echo what you said about Ben and touchdown trips. It, this is not a sales thing, folks. We're just saying this ourselves. I went to WrestleMania with them a few weeks ago for MVP Travel, same company. Great people, family-run company, very, very decent down-to-earth people. I have a lot of time for them. I recommend anyone that um, is watching or listening to this. Check them out if you want to go to a game this year. Maybe Jeff will be there. Who knows? But uh, yeah, we, we'll hopefully be at the party in Vegas if we're invited. I don't know, Jeff. I mean, will we be invited? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm joking. It's f- fair play to Ben for that. Um, here, so the Vikings are up next. Now, I was telling you on FaceTime a while ago, I didn't have a video, but I've got a video. It's not edited, so it's going to come in the middle of the screen. But are you up for this video with the Vikings? Yeah. Let's look and see who the Skull Brothers up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota pick with their first rounder. This could be a like a real added situation, so just bear in mind. Here we go. <laughs> Skull NFL fans, the UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings fan club here. And with the 23rd pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Keon White, defensive end, Georgia Tech. Oof. Keon White out of Georgia Tech, defensive end, productive college player, Upgrades a Viking defense that needs a serious upgrade, particularly on, uh, you know, when it comes to rushing the passer. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought the Vikings would go defense with this pick. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't, didn't suspect it was going to be Keon White. But Keon White, you know, you watch him play, and he is an impact player. He got lost in a bad situation at, at Georgia Tech. Um, I think he's a good football player. I don't know if he's a first rounder. But certainly, if you're the Vikings, he's going to upgrade your defensive line room. And a really interesting season for the Vikings, outside of the fact that their whole division's been turned upside down in the last 12 months. They have a serious opportunity now. If they can, you know, it, it, it'll be intriguing to see how the, the Detroit Lions play Jeff. 
down the stretch this year, but you would presume that the Vikings, in my opinion, are going to be up there at the end of the season. I, I think that they'll win the division as of right now. This is a guy that'll come, that can come in, but he really needs to work with different coaches in Minnesota if needs be to try and improve and get to his full potential. But he's got the strength, he's got the power, and he's got the drive to succeed in this league. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know who we got next. Who, who is next, Jeff? Have you got a big board sitting there? Or have you got like a massive... Uh, I'm joking. Uh, the next team is... Da, 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 da. So I have all your stuff saved in one folder, right? Who, who's been your favorite pick so far tonight, by the way? I, I, I tell you what, I like the Joey Porter pick. I like Pittsburgh taking Joey Porter. I think that's a great pick. Who's on? Who we got on the clock? Who's who's going to represent? We got the Jags. Well, we got Stevie, who is... I don't want to say it's in badness, Stevie, but he's the only Jaguars fan in Ireland. I don't want to be that lad. I, I think he, I've never met anybody else. I know there's a heap of Jaguars fans in the UK, but because the Jaguars UK, and it's not a bad thing, but because they have their own Twitter page, it's hard to find like an actual fan like that. Um, so Stevie, for me, stood out. He's, he's a massive Jags fan. He almost had an Irish guy playing for them last year. So uh, I love his backdrop, Jeff. Uh, are you ready to see it? Yeah. Let's go. Here we go. Jeff, I love my computer. My computer's letting me down tonight. Here it is. Hi, this is Stevie, Irish Jaguar, and with the 24th pick of the People's Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Oh. Well, the Irish Jaguar fan, and you say he's the only one, I can't believe that, but the biggest <laughs> Irish Jaguars fan selects a fighting Irish player from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. And Michael Mayer came into the draft as the number one rated tight end and then started to slip. There were questions about his overall athleticism. You know, again, as the tight end position evolves, you're asking that guy to do more things. Um, He's not a dominant inline blocker. Uh, he does catch the ball extremely well. He runs. He's good route runner. Not a not a Travis Kelsey type, you know, threat catching the football. But certainly a very very good prospect and a you know a clean a clean prospect. So Michael Mayer going to Jacksonville to help upgrade that offense. Uh, I I think it makes sense. Again, I still think when you look at the Jags, there are other areas of need. However. Again, this is a quality player going to Jacksonville. I think if he's there, that you, you, I think if he's there in the, in the in the mid to late twenties, you have to at least consider taking him. I mean, that's been the benefit of the whole Peacock and Sky deal. We, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of Notre Dame games last year on TV, and you mentioned he's not like Travis Kelsey. He's like he's like Gronkowski. He's baby Gronk. He's a beast. He's he's got that serious potential to sort of emulate what Gronk done in the league. So I'm 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 really I'm I'm really excited to see where Michael Mayer goes. Tight end one for me, and I'm I'm really, really interested to see not just where he goes, but the the, the short term impact that he can make depending on where he goes. If he if he suddenly comes in as the number one tight end, I mean, I, if if you're sitting late twenties, early thirties, come Friday night, you would have to consider trading up for him. I got that's well, genuinely for me. I, I don't I don't know if I'm trading up for a tight end. I, I just really don't, especially one like Michael Mayer. I think he's a good football player. I don't I'm not I'm not downing the guy, but you know, I think when you're at this point in the draft and you're at Jacksonville, Jacksonville took a quantum leap this year. 
right? And when you look at that football team, there are still areas where they are going to need to get better. And um, in my mind, you look best player available at this point. Now they may feel Michael Mayer is the best player available at this point. And if they do, then you got to get him in and you got to feature him in your offense first. The baby Gronk comparison, I think it's nice. You know, it's, as you say, it's nice crack, but this guy ain't Rob Gronkowski, right? I mean, nice Rob crack. Rob Gronkowski is a Hall of Famer. I don't see Michael Mayer becoming a Hall of Famer, right? Now, Notre Dame has put some good tight ends into the National Football League. There's no question about this. I think he's more of a Kyle Komet type of player. And, you know, again, we'll see how that that folds up. We got serviceable. If he is like Komet, serviceable, could do, could he could play well for the Jaguars? Uh, thanks very much, Steve, for that. We have got the Giants up next. We've got Kevin from Big Blue UK and Ireland. We've also got your dog as well. Um, <laughs> that, that, I, I, I meant to say that to Ollie. That was my favorite moment of this off season so far, when your we're dog doing, went we're mental. Doing. Oh my god, that was that was the best moment of my life. Right here All is right. Uh, here's Kevin with the Giants pick. Not not many to go now, Jeff. Here we go, twenty five. Hi, I'm Kevin from the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You can find us on all the usual podcasting platforms as well as on our YouTube channel. Just search Big Blue UK and IRL. So, without further ado, with the 25th pick in the People's Draft, the New York Football Giants select wide receiver Quinton Johnson, TCU. Johnson gives the Giants and Daniel Jones what they've been crying out for, a playmaker on the outside. With his size, speed and athleticism, Johnson can be a true difference maker for Brian Dable and Mike Kafka's offense. There you go. Big time player for them. This guy had uh, 60 receptions for 1,100 yards, six touchdowns last season. Another another target for for Daniel Jones guy can make deep plays as well. No question. This this kid is everything that was advertised. He is big. He is strong. He has playmaking ability. He has better than average long speed. You watch him at TCU and, you know, he he had the ability to take over games when they needed a play outside. You know, he they were able to just throw the ball up and he'd go get it. He has size, strength, all the things you look for in an NFL wide receiver. Great pick by the Giants. Another upgrade in an area where they needed to help. Daniel Jones was throwing to you know, not that not a great wide receiver core last year. This kid will be an instant upgrade for the Giants, and I think it's a really, really smart pick. The guy that Ben picked, Jordan Addison, I'd like to see him in New York as well. You could almost see Michael Mayer going there as well. It's it's a really intriguing pick for New York because they've got that wide receiver tight end. If they find that value at that point in the draft, well, and that's what, what makes this, that's what makes this kid interesting to me, especially to the to the uh, Giants. He's big enough. Now, I'm not saying they're going to put him as an inline tight end, but he is big enough to play that role in that offense. All right. Roy Fitzgerald, yeah. let's, let's, hi guys, relative new NFL follower from Ireland. Can I ask you where you think the Kansas City Chiefs will use their pick? Will it be defense or offense? All I'm going to say to you, Roy, is hang in there because we're getting to it. It's funny because, like, yeah, we, we, we will talk about it. Obviously, thanks, uh, Gourmet and Margaret, Roy, for your question. They could pick either, couldn't they? Let's be honest. You're you're gonna love this pick, Jeff. 
you're you're gonna love this cowboys who do you think is making the pick red flock no it's not it's no not red flock it's not fred flock i won't lie it was a very michael mayer going to jacksonville just two picks ahead of us and yet i find myself with an unbelievable player with freakish talents falling right into our laps at a position that dallas needs to fill Standing six foot seven, weighing 264 pounds, he's a mauler in the run game. He is a complete mismatch over the middle of the field in a passing game. With a 26 pick in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Oh, baby. Is that a reach, Jeff? If it wasn't Fred Flunk then it had to be Richard Graves because those are the two biggest Cowboy fans I know. And I'm going to tell you something. Is this a reach? Yes. Could it be a great pick? Yes. Because this guy is unique. I mean, he is a gigantic tight end. Now, when I say is it a reach, here's the reason I say it. He really wasn't featured at Georgia, right? And the reason it wasn't because he can't can't make forty feet targets last season. Yeah, he he was. They have an they have another tight end at Georgia, young kid at Georgia that is maybe the best tight end in college football. So he was behind another guy, and his role was different at Georgia. He was a you know run blocker first. He will he will knock you off the football, and he has the size to block defensive ends one-on-one. That's a really rare skill right now in the NFL for tight ends. He runs better than people think think he does, and on occasion, you'll see him. Uh, there's, a, there's a play in the national playoffs where he catches a ball in the flat and hurdles the defensive back who's coming to tackle him. Defensive backs do not want to see this guy in the open field. I think this is a great pick. They're trying to replace Dalton Schultz, and Again, Richard Graves, great job, Richard, picking for your Cowboys and taking maybe, uh, you know, what some people say was one of certainly the top three tight ends. This is a good tight end class and one of the top three tight ends in the draft. Big up to Graves. I taxed him within 30 seconds. He was back to me going, I'll do it. He was he was happy to do it. Uh, great, great to see Richard again. Hopefully we tour the Emerald Isle again. Let's see what happens with that, Jeffrey. Um, we got the Bengals coming up next. Um, Who Day UK? Great, great. Honestly, one of the first groups that I worked with, even as a fan, four, five, six years ago, was the Bengals group. And, and Jamie and the guys there are very, very decent people. And um, Jamie is a big Sheffield United fan. He's hurting this weekend after losing yesterday, but he was more than happy to make this pick. Um, interesting selection, just where the Bengals are, Jeff, and how close they are in terms of winning or getting to an hour Super Bowl. Here's the pick. Hi, I'm Jamie from Bengals UK at Hooday underscore UK. And with the 28th pick of the 2023 People's Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Kalija Kanti, defensive lineman, pick. Woo! Jeff, Jeff, Ooh. guess guess who missed the pick? This guy here. We'll put the Bills up in a second, but that, that's the Bengals pick. I'm so sorry to all the Bills fans. I've been editing this for the last week. That's a hell of a pick for the Bengals, yeah? This is a guy that, you know, he, he's a little bit of a lightning rod. Kalijah Canty, if you watch him play at Pittsburgh, I mean, he is dynamic. And, you know, you, the immediate comparison everybody's going to make is to the, a former Pittsburgh Panther, Aaron Donald. 
because they're undersized defensive linemen that are incredibly quick. He is almost unblockable in college football. Um, this, to me, would be a reach pick. I thought certainly Canty would be a second or third rounder. Um, and I think when you look at the Bengals, this pick, you know, I, I still think you got to help Joe Burrow. You, you got offensive line needs. And, you know, when when you look ahead of what's coming down the road for, for the Bengals, you know, they can't keep everybody, right? They're probably going to miss, they're probably going to get rid of Joe Mixon, I think. That's what I hear. Um, you know, what what what's T Higgins future you know these when those guys start making money you got to be able to fit them all in I thought they I thought they might go a receiver here because there's a lot of good receivers still on this board um but again if you say just from a pure impact standpoint what he did as a college football player this this kid is uh this kid is you know worthy of a first round pick yeah, and Jeff, he hasn't made any top 30 visits, which is intriguing. So it is a bit of a reach for a pick, but appreciate the lads getting there. It would be, be an interesting pick if they get him. Let's just go back to that game in Buffalo. You know, let, let's, let's just go back to that game. And we'll, we'll not talk about the results, but there were many times, especially that game in Kansas City soon after it, where you could see the flaws on that offense with Joe Burrow and the protection. He needs as much help as he can get, uh, as does every team, of course. But they need to try and fix that now. If you get a guy in now that, especially with an offensive tackle, and we still have Skaronski on the board here at the minute, you get a guy in on his minimum contract for four, three to four to five years. That yeah, you know, I, I I agree with you. Like if if Skronsky's on the board here, you got to go Skronsky at if if I'm Cincinnati. Now, again, if Skronsky's not on the board, which I don't think he will be, then. You're going to take, a, in my mind, and their receivers are out there. And I know there's some people say this ain't a great receiver class, but still there's some good players. You know, Flowers and some of those guys are really, really good football players. Um, so let's see where we go from here. So we should have done the Bills last time. It's my bad, Jeff. I apologize. Bills, Bills Mafia, I'm sorry. It's been a long week. But saving the best for 27. We've got three more after this. This is 27. Bengals are 28. Here's the Bills pick. Hi Jeff, Matt from the UK Bills here. Um, what a hot with the 27th pick. In reality, we would be trading. We would be trading down, but for the uh, 27th pick in the People's Draft, uh, the Buffalo Bills select uh, Zay Flowers, wide receiver, out of Boston College. Let's go Bills! See you all in London. Could you imagine if Zay Flowers went to the Bills and then they have another offensive weapon there? Like that would be. Yep. I think this pick makes sense, right? If Zay Flowers, and, and we just talked about the receiver talent available, Zay Flowers fits this offense. He's a more explosive Cole Beasley. He's a guy that can make plays in the slot. He'll be very difficult to handle. He was a dynamic, dynamic guy at Boston College. Uh, not big, but did a great job of getting himself in shape. I mean, his physical transformation during the offseason process uh, part of the, the selection process was incredible. Uh, you put the tape on, and a guy makes people miss. He, you know, it's great after the catch. He's a dynamic, explosive route runner. Uh, Zay Flowers would be a huge get for the Bills because, again, another guy that can go in and play in the slot. And like I said, he's a more dynamic Cole Beasley. 
11% drop rate. Is that an issue or am I just being picky at this point? No, I, I don't think I don't. It's a, you're always anytime they drop one is, a, is an issue. But I, I just think that what you see with this kid is just too much. There's too much good footage, too much good film. Him, you know, in a, you know, in the ACC is a good is a good league full of good defensive players. And you see him in that league excelling. I think he's a, he's going to be a good player in the National Football League and would be a great player for the Bills. Big ups to Rory for your comment. Appreciate that very much, Rory. Uh, Fred Flunk saying he'll make the pick for the Cowboys next year. Absolutely. <laughs> if not, uh, we'll, we'll get him to either intro or outro the draft. Um, Jeff, I have to say, now, I have struggled to find... This is our third year doing this, and I have... I know the Saints have got a lot of fans in the UK. Um, I mean, I was at the game this year, and I know they have a lot of fans. But they haven't got like as big a UK presence or like a big as social presence online as other teams have, and that, that's just me being honest. Or maybe I've missed it out. So um, I found this guy, and I think he's like going to be our long-term Saints fan. Genuinely, the, wait till you see this guy's man cave. Are you ready for this? Like, this is nuts. Like, like genuinely insane. Pick 29, three more to go because the Dolphins messed up. Here's the Saints. Hey coach, Dan here, aka Procrastinatus. I'm coming at you from the New Orleans Saints UK fan cave. And now, with the 29th pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Peter Skaronski, offensive there tackle, Northwestern. Who Great pick, great pick. And I'm going to tell you something. If Skaronski is there, the freaking the, the <laughs> New Orleans Saints will sprint to the podium that'll be that pick will get made so fast you can't believe it um i love this kid he's got position flexibility he played left tackle uh at northwestern when he had to and was flawless i think he's more of a guard he's great technician really 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 good football player and certainly i think will go much sooner than this on draft night but if this is the case then you know the saints get a big upgrade in their offensive line young kid that's going to play for a number of years uh, as long as he can stay healthy and has great cap numbers for you now let me let's let's talk about that pancake man i thought i was on bourbon street i mean that was that is big time right there so great shout out to you man thank you so much for for making that pick for your beloved saints and saints fans let's rally up a little bit in the uk I think we've got our guy for the Saints from now on. I will say, though, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've seen Skronsky play last year. We, we, we've we talked about this in previous shows over the last few weeks. Um, they brought in Trevor Penning last year. And, you know, the, their offensive line needs work. But if you've got Skronsky there, if you have Trevor Penning there, you've got two young guys that you can build on for the future. Uh, but, you know, something, and I think you said it over the last few weeks, you know, you can just, you know, see a situation where he goes to Chicago, you know? And Daniel's just messaged me saying that I'm your guy. Yes, Daniel, you are. You're, you're our guy for the Saints going forward. There's a lot of people watching this live, Jeff, right now. And uh, well, this is a, this is this is the best draft show you ever going to have. But I will tell you that um, Skronsky, I would love personally to see him with the Bears because he was a Chicago kid, grew up in suburban Chicago, went to Northwestern in Evanston. To stay and play your entire career in one city would be like storybook. I don't know if I don't know, you know, what what direction the Bears are going to go, but certainly I would think that'd be a great 
great kick for the Bears. Uh, let's go on. Who we got now? We're, we've we're got the Eagles again. You know he's checking for the Eagles. It's Dutz. I met Dutz in Munich for the first time. Have you ever, have you ever met Neil Dutton before? Neil Dutton is one of the great NFL fans in England and always active on Lovely Twitter. man, Jeff. Always, Lovely. always, always, you know, cares about his team, the Eagles, but cares about the NFL and a big supporter of our show. And it's great to have Neil picking again for the Eagles. Here is Neil's pick. Hi again, folks. This is Neil Dutton from the Waxing Lyrical with Mains and Dutch podcast, once again picking for the Philadelphia Eagles in the People's Draft. And with the 30th pick in the first round of the People's Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select... Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. Fly, Eagles, fly. Cam Smith, South Carolina, another of that deep group of DBs that are pro-ready. This guy is a playmaker. Again, you're talking about... He's an easy guy to evaluate and an easy guy to like because he's playing against great competition week in and week out in the SEC. Yeah. Some of the best receivers in the in the game. And he certainly is a guy that makes a makes a huge impact. Can play press, can play off, can play man, can play zone, great ball skills. I you know, I think this is a really good pick. The Eagles obviously uh, you know, they're, they're it's it's a wealth of riches in Philadelphia. And have an opportunity to improve that secondary room uh, a young kid to come in and learn from some of those veterans i think this is a great pick by the eagles great pick by neil dutton nasty player nasty he'll bring a bit of that like pizzazz into the team as well which is going to be good to watch uh had a better 2021 than 2022 some missed tackles on tape over the last year but that's just me being picky jeff isn't it you know that's that's why i'm not making the picks some of those reasons he missed those tackles is that nastiness you talk about. I mean, you don't want to hurt. You don't want to tackle. He wants to hurt you. And, you know, sometimes he'll, you know, play a little out of control. But, you know, you certainly would love to rein him in rather than push him. So I think you're right. I think this kid's got a chance to be an impact player in Philadelphia. We've made it to the end. Do we have to show the Chiefs pick? I'm joking. But we have, we have, we have made it to the end, Jeff. Um, this has been good crack. We have got, of course, the biggest fan group for the Chiefs in the UK, Ireland, Europe, the works, our heads abroad. Neil Blair, an Englishman living in Dublin, I'm led to believe, if I've got that wrong, Neil, I'm really sorry, um, is going to make the pick for the Chiefs at 31. Are you ready, Jeff, for the last pick? Let's hear it from the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Neil from Arrowheads Abroad at KC Chiefs underscore UK. With the final pick of the first round, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs will take Anton Harrison, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. Anton, do you like that pick? This would be a reach pick to me in the first round. Um, Do I like the pick? I think the kid is a very good player. He's one of the better offensive lineman in this draft i saw him as a second round pick this would be a little bit of a reach but again andy reed was an offensive lineman at byu he came into the league you know obviously he understands offensive line play they've always done a great job of drafting offensive linemen Uh, you know they took creed humphrey out of oklahoma one of his kids teammates a couple years ago and people said, well, they overdrafted a little bit on Creed Humphrey, and I think Creed Humphrey's a pro bowler. So, uh, again, it's hard to argue against Brett Veach and Andy Reid when it comes to offensive linemen because they certainly know their stuff. Uh, but, again, I would be a little bit surprised that this kid's available. The 
Chiefs, to me, with the first round, are always looking to stockpile weapons and you know put young, good young players around uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but again, that's that's why this is the great show that it is, and that's why the draft is <laughs> what we all love. Ian Farrell, thank you. Great show, lads. Everybody that listened, everybody that that tuned in, everybody that had a take, everybody that had a comment, we appreciate you very much. Um, and I want to say this to everybody that is listening. This is a incredibly hard thing to do when you're trying to, you know, organize all these picks and all this film and all of these things. And it all has to really get done in the last week, in the last four or five days leading up to the draft, because there's so much drama with the draft. Michael, I got I got to give you a public, you know, shout out. You did a fantastic job again. And, you know, we'll continue to upgrade. We'll, we'll have a ticker for you next year. And we'll get out a we'll get out a series of tweets that will tell you who the top 31 players according to the fans in the UK are and we're going to get that to you real soon but until that time Michael when are we when are we going to talk football again I will put that out tomorrow night as like a standalone thing for people I'll, put, I'll try and put a video out on your Twitter Jeff there'll be of each video of each team and each and I'll tag each fan group or, or person so Thank you very much for everyone that took part, whether you're a fan, individual, whatever. I think it really sort of went up a level this year in terms of fan interaction. And, and you know what, actually, I, I appreciate that, Jeff, but it was easy because people want to do it. They know what it is. They're they're, they're happy to do it. They're happy to be involved. Um, we're back on Thursday night, man. Uh, if, if you're still doing this, I mean, I, I'm going to put night, a big announcement on Thursday. Like, let's, no, it's, no, it's Thursday happening. Night, Thursday night, we're going to do the first round of the draft. And it'll be a lot of fun. I think that, uh, you know, it'll be, we'll be doing it and, and critiquing, you know, the guys that do it for a living. And, you know, certainly that doesn't make them, that doesn't make them experts because every year there's first round busts. So uh, it'll be fun to, to kind of analyze each pick, grade every pick as it comes through across for both the Jeff Rambo show and pro football Ireland. We will be live, obviously, from around 11.50, properly live from around 12.40. Just going to be preset interviews. Uh, those will be announced in the next few days. And we will be live with Sky Sports coverage. So whenever the pick is read out in Sky Sports, we will talk about it there and then. So if you are streaming something, please do be aware of that on the night. You can pause it and... If you use YouTube, the link's already there. Just search Pro Football Ireland. There's people commenting, uh, see you on Friday night. Everyone say, yeah, we'll, we'll be in Dublin on Friday night. Jeff won't be there because it's 1,600 euro to fly him over and it takes 29 hours. So I can't do that. I, I hope we can do that next year. We will look into it. But uh, Jeff, exciting time. Uh, great crack. Um, we're back on Thursday night. You have another podcast dropping with Ollie, the final sort of preview podcast dropping Tuesday, Wednesday, position-wise. Search the Jeff Rainbow Show and podcast. If you don't subscribe to it, subscribe to it because it's going to be going the whole season. You can subscribe to me and Pro Football Ireland. Do it for the crack. We're going to have a bit of fun this year. Jeff, that was good. That, that, that was, I can't even talk. I'm too tired. That was good fun, my man. Um, same time next year, yeah? All right. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate everything you do. Right, mahalo folks, see you on Thursday night, Draft Night Live, Jeff is going to be bringing the suit, the wine, see you then.